and I am backstage with the big winner tonight. He is undefeated in the squared circle. No one beats us to the punch. Hey there, Bear Knuckle News fans. I am here with the big winner tonight, Reggie Barnett Jr., who made history here at BKFC 32. Reggie, how are you feeling? It must be surreal for you. Oh, man, that was absolutely amazing. Um, I'll be honest, I had a little bit of self-doubt uh, going into the fight about not winning or losing, just performing to the best of my ability after everything that I've been through in the last couple of months. But, you know, glory to God first, as always, I went out there and put on another great performance. Did you feel like Gian was tougher than you expected? He certainly walked through a lot of your punches. Um, absolutely not. I knew he was going to be tough. I knew that I was going to have to, you know, really fight him. We said it. Um, our, our motto was, you know, outfight him, outbox him, outclass him, and finish him if we could. We couldn't get the finish, but those first three things, which were the most important, I, 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 I clearly did. And, you know, I know my coaches and my team at home are ex extremely proud of me for it. We're all extremely proud of you. You threw a lot of punches tonight, a lot of volume punches, and a lot of accurate strikes. What were some of the game plans that you were planning to implement? Did you have to switch your game plan around during the fight? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it was to move in and out and side to side and trap him in the clinches when we could. And I'll be honest, that first time we tied up, I was like, oh, no, he is just way too strong to fight in the clinch, you know. Um, and, you know, so I went back to listen to my corner, my coaches, my dad and my coach Tom, and they said, you know, let's let's outbox them. Let's keep moving to the right. Use that southpaw stance and start throwing combination. And he said every time after you touch him with a jab, bounce to and throw a combination. And if you go back and watch, it's kind of what I did. I throw a jab, throw a jab, and then I throw a combination. What surprised you, if anything at all, about the fight tonight? Um, his resilience, his toughness. I mean, I hit him with a couple really good shots. I split his eye open in a few different places. Uh, really good body shots that I landed where you heard him gas, and he still kept coming forward. You know, um, it's so I, I give my hats off to him. Gene's uh, a really, really tough sob. I think he's got a little bit of technical work to go back and do, but if he does, his clinch fighting was superb. Uh, a little bit of boxing prowess, and he's going to be a great bare knuckle fighter as well. Do you feel if you hadn't got injured in the first round and got with an eye poke that the fight might have ended sooner? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, it took me the second round to reset. And then as you see the third, the fourth, and the fifth round, I completely took over the fight. And I feel like if I wasn't poked in the eye in the first, more or less towards the first, the second, third, and maybe the fourth, I would have got him out of there. This is history making. This is your 10th fight in BKFC. You started in the very beginning. In the very first trial. Very first trial. How are you a different fighter than when you started? How has BKFC changed your life? Um, I've grown as, as a man um, and just, you know, maturing and learning to deal with life on life terms and push past some things and, you know, with adversity and then just being able to see life and its beauty and being able to relate to other people and use what I've been doing in my life to as a platform to give back to others. One of the things that we do need to talk about is how important it is for you to be a role model because you open up your gym every Sunday, you do a lot of community service work, and your mission really is to empower the next generation. Um, I just want to save lives and um, God spared my life when 
you know, I probably should have died a couple times, you know, and so I call it being on the fence, you know, everybody at that stage in life is on the fence where, you know, you can jump off left or right, and I just want to be that light that shows people that they don't have to jump off the left side, they can jump off the right. Um, I just won a, I won't say won, but I was honored with an award, um, the Hampton Roads Mask Award, which is Hampton Roads Men and Women Against Senseless Killing, um, nonviolence and, you know, not you know, and gloves up, guns down is really important to me. I lost a couple really good friends to um, useless gun violence. So anytime that I can be out in my community, anytime that I can use my platform to project, you know, positivity back into my community, I do. You know, Richard, interim belt, heavyweight belt, this belt, that belt. What are your thoughts on your next fight? Because this is technically the interim bantamweight title, is it not? Yeah, but, you know, the, the titles is not what I'm in this for, you know. Um, like I always say, the glory goes to God. He puts me where I'm supposed to be, and I'm just trying my best to walk that path accordingly. Do I always do it right? Absolutely not. But I'm grateful that I have amazing people in my life that love and care about me who are there for me in the good and the bad times that support me in my vision and my journey. So whatever God puts in, I can say, oh, I want to fight this person. I want to fight right. that person. But really, it's not up to me, but it is up to me to continue to prepare myself to the best of my ability. So when my name is called, I am ready. And in the meantime, continue to work within my community to help as many other people as I can. You fought this fight at 135, but I heard in an interview you did beforehand that you might consider going down to 125. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I really would like to move to 125. Um, those guys, uh, everybody I fight at, at 135 is essentially stronger than me. It's my speed that carries me through from time to time. I feel like I would be even faster and stronger at 125, and I'd like to be champ champ. You know, like I, I would love to go down and, and prove without a doubt, you know, in two weight classes that I am one of the best in this sport and maybe still that number one pound for pound ranking from Luis Palomino. I love you, Luis. <laughs> <laughs> we both love you, Luis. Before we go tonight, any sponsors, family, friends you'd like to th thank, sir? Man, I have, we have so many sponsors. Uh, go check out my Instagram page. Check out my Facebook page, my fan page, Reggie Barnett Jr. And uh, give it a like. Check out my sponsors and everything that they've done for me. Susan, of course. Thank you. I want to thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Y'all don't know the, the, the support this woman does in the background. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. No, don't but, say it. But we won't. Thank you. But she supports me from behind the scenes as well as here at the events. And then I want to say that the next fight is at home. Yeah. 100%. My next fight will be at home in my home state of Virginia. I feel like after 10 times of putting my life on the line for this country and my state saying that they will allow bare knuckle to take place, there is no reason why I should not be able to fight in my home state of Virginia. I know I would absolutely sell out a venue and I'm looking forward to taking some time off, having a great Thanksgiving and Christmas with my family and then back to work to get ready because March, um, BKFC is coming to VA. I'm going to make sure of it. And I know you're going to sell out that arena, right? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Educated hands, making it look easy. This is Reggie Barnett Jr. tonight, the winner. For Bare Knuckle News, I'm Susan Singar, and this is... Reggie Easy, Educated Hands, Barnett Jr. And remember, and remember, right, Reggie? No one, am I? No one beats us to the punch.